0: Yeah, so they were in uh, West Virginia yesterday, and Amy texted me this morning. She said, I got in so late last night. Well, she said, actually, this morning, she said, I'm exhausted. So she said, I won't see you. T- we won't see you till next week. I said, that's fun. I understand. So we would just want to honor them like we do our graduates when they graduate. So congratulations to Judy and Amy we did send that to them uh, through messenger so uh, you know what you know uh, this one minister lady I listened to she said that all your successful people millionaires and that and I'm gonna set share some practical things today (laughs) with you all but How many in here? I know there's not many here this morning, but that's okay. We're here. And most of all, the Lord's here. Because where we are, he is. He First said "If two him, or three, huh? yeah, are gathered. He is in the midst. So he's here this morning. He didn't leave us. He didn't forsake us. Some people did. Some did. not They're just not here. He laid her down, to so keep her in prayer. I think the woman has accident written on it, but whatever. <laughs> I was teaching her that yesterday. A lump or something fell on her foot and the doctor told her to stay off her leg for a couple of days. So that's why she's not here. Alicia is picking up, a, she's doing missionary duty today just to pick up her sister-in-law at 10 o'clock at the hospital. And she said try to I get her home and get her situated. It would be too late to come, so they're not here. but. I'm glad you are here. I'm glad Dan and Kim are back. She's not happy, of course, because it's cold here and it was <laughs> warm there. I can understand that. I identify. Um, every time it's so windy out and stuff, Pastor and I say the same thing. Can we hate this? Can we have a right to hate this. I hate cold anymore. So, but, yeah, so I identify with more. So I wanted you to hotter. So, anyways, so um, keep those people in prayer, but we're here this morning. So, I believe God gave me a word for those of us that are here. And we're glad to have our visitor this morning, Mr. Evan. Good to see him this morning, Eden's friend. Uh, uh no. Oh,
1: no. Joe's my friend. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> she Never mind.
2: Okay, <laughs> they brought their way Prince, I believe.
0: That's okay, <laughs> that's okay. And we're always good to have Joe come for Jenna. So anyways, but we're glad you all here. There's a came hey out, and we'll of course try to be gracious to you and not hold you long, but I do believe God wants us, you know God, everything does not have to be super spiritual for it to be God, people. He cares about our everyday life. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. I believe it. I know it. It's a fact. He in uh, Jeremiah on
2: 11.
0: It says, I know the plans I have for you. God's saying that. He knows the plans he has for each one of you. But it's up to you. To fall into line with his plans. To get your life into the plan that he can fulfill that plan in your life. but Because he says, my plan for you is to prosper you. And and that's in all phases of your life. Not just in your pocketbook. Every, every time you mention prosperity, people tend to think of money. They get dollar signs in their eyes. But prosperity is spiritually helping you to grow in God. How many of want to grow in God? Or yes. you want to just say the deadbeat you are. You want to be a heathen? No.
3: Of course not.
0: We should all want to grow in God. Why? Because his way is the best way. His way is going to bless you. Your way most times will get you in trouble, get you out of sorts, get you in debt you shouldn't be in, or really don't want to be in, but now you're already in it. You're signed on the dotted line. So you better got to keep paying until it's over. So a lot of times our ways, we think at the time it's the best way, but it may not be. God has a better plan for us. And so I believe he has practical things that we can do, but if we don't know them or put them into action in our life, then he can't orchestrate us to the place where we need to be. If Hardy wants to uh, give you a job and they tell you to come in Monday, but you go to McDonald's, Hello, are you going to have a good job at Harvey? Harvey. Do you understand that? That's a practical thing. And God's very smart. Amazingly, he's a little smarter than we are. I believe that. and I believe he wants us to learn. that A lot of rich, uh, wealthy, successful people say to, to learn is to earn. To learn is to earn. Now, Mr. Evan, there—he's going to college. He's learning so that eventually he can earn. Correct? Or are you just going just to hand up some money every year? Yeah, I gotta
1: try to make
3: some money. <laughs> <laughs> of yes. course,
0: of course. But a lot of people, myself included, years ago, why well, I didn't even graduate? Shame! I quit in eleventh grade. Stupid. I mean, who could be that stupid to quit in the 11th grade? You only had 184 more cases to go. Hello, but I quit. But most people, once they graduate, they don't uh, try to warn anything else. I, I heard this one lady say, she made the most stupidest statement when she graduated college. She said, I'll never read another book I'm sick of reading, I'm sick of learning. Well, guess what? She changed her mind after so many years and her life went totally downhill because she didn't get no in, new insight. How many know or how many believe, this is not your lesson, but I'll get to that in a second after we worship, but I, I just feel like this, I need the groundwork, so to speak. You know, now I lost some trains off. but anyways. Where'd it go? What was I saying? You're Lady talking
1: about education Donald well, 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 education.
0: That's right. She we paid
1: attention. Yeah. Hmm. Lady Anyways, her life
0: certainly <laughs> went downhill till one day she she decided that she's going to, you know, she wants a change. How many needs a change in her life? I want to change in my life. I set some goals this year, and I wrote them down like the Bible said. Sense of writing down. Now, maybe you've never written any of your goals down. If you don't, when you do, they say that that makes you 42% more likely to achieve that goal. Just by writing it on paper. I some other things to tell them Now, I'm not going to get into that. But, this is going really awesome. to be awesome. This takes me to before I get it. Open out Shakespeare and switch everything around, you? You're all jacked up. I know. Uh,
2: <laughs> too much coffee. I got
0: my big boots on.
1: What'd you put on your pancakes this <laughs> morning? <laughs> Nothing.
0: That's a problem. <laughs> don't hyper.
1: That's sweetness overload right there. Yeah. So you funny?
2: Go ahead, brother. pray Thank you guys for a new day, a new week, and a new year. Let's be on this year. For all the, the you.
0: Amen. That's so remembered our key word for this year. That we learned on New Year's. Unstoppable. Gotta be unstoppable. Yep. Unshakable, too. We, as God's children, He wants us to take control of our life. He gave us everything we need to do that we just gotta kind of put it into action. Alright, so let's worship a little bit Katie has some good songs for us.
3: And then we'll get into this. I did want to say something.
0: I mean Jenna. Just to make sure. Scott wants to
3: say raise it Speak to the map. Scott wants to say something. Oh, no, go ahead, Scott. Scott. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I raised
0: my hand. <laughs> twice, <but laughs> I didn't understand you did not hear it.
3: If you would have said something, you would have. Yeah. No. Uh <laughs> what what I just want to say to this lovely congregation here, just thank you because I uh, am going through some medical hardship and some hard times. Thank you for the friendship, the spiritual uplifting. Friends like these over here and these two right here have kept me from doing some of the wrongest things. Because uh, a couple of days ago I had some people hop into my car when I was dropping off $9 worth of steel studs, waving $100 in my face, want me to land cancer to the cop. I physically had to punch one guy in the head and rip him out of my car, beer went everywhere. Threw them on the ground, got them out, got the other two out, the lady ran down the street because my car doors don't lock. And uh, even though I needed that money, these two and you people gave me the strength to say no. I just want to thank you for that.
1: And de- define cop, folks, is when you're buying drugs. Cut your copping. It's basically what you're you're picking up. You're going to yep. have to get it. Right? So don't ask me how I know that.
0: We've all run it you know.
1: You're right. <laughs> We've all run <You're>
0: <laughs>
3: And I'll say in honor of the Lord, if you
0: can, this morning. Frank it, Jenna. I'm coming, <laughs> young lady. You told me what, last year? Yeah, well. Uh-huh, yeah, well. Mm-hmm. She's here. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm here. God's never been in too late. I know. And that's the reason for you being here this morning. <laughs> Amen? The reason I like the live version, Eden Nicole, is because it shows people, it, it, those of you who know Brandon Lake. He got tattoos of kazoo. Long hair. Long hair like
3: what? Men on my
0: But he loves God. What's the Bible saying? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on what? The heart. He's looking at the heart. And a lot of these people, and I like the live versions also because. When the Bible in the Bible the story how many remembers the story in Ezekiel where God told Ezekiel to prophesy to the valley of dead bones? People who had been dead for years, their weighted bones were laying there, and God told Ezekiel to speak to them. And if you know the story, read your Bible, you know they came back to life. Doesn't tell us. I don't even think history tells us. I never really studied it out. How long that people who came back to life lived. Wouldn't that be interesting
3: mm-hmm.
0: to know how long they lived? Even Lazarus, when God raised him from the dead. Maybe somebody read where how long he lived after that. I don't know. I never really studied it. But my point about the dry bones is there's some dry bones sitting in here this morning.
3: Hmm.
0: hmm. Hmm. What's God referring to? Yeah, the Lord said in Psalms, He gives you all the ways to praise Him. Praise Him with a loud noise. That means you don't even got to be in tune. You don't got to know how to sing, Joe. You probably do, but you don't have to. You just praise Him with a loud noise. As long as it's coming from your heart to magnify God, God receives it. He said, "Praise Him on the high-sounding cymbals, praise Him on the drums." You know, there's a lot of churches that won't let drums in their church. Did you know that? There are. They won't let what? Drums. Drums. They won't allow drums in their church. They won't allow. <laughs> they haven't guitars. Uh, are they the acoustic or the electric or whatever? Yeah, they won't allow them in church. But God says, praise Him on the string instruments.
3: He didn't say, just have
0: little quiet ones that go cling, cling, cling,
3: cling.
0: That's okay too. If that's what you play. Praise Him on that. He says to praise Him in the dance, but a lot of people won't praise Him in the dance. They're too staunch you got to be sober, boring. That's what you are, (laughs) and you're dead bones. And God said, if you're ashamed of me here, I'll be ashamed of you there. You can't be ashamed of God in any form or fashion. He tells us to praise him with all our might, all our strength, all our minds, all our souls. As your soul is made up of your mind, your will and your emotions. So your emotions need to get involved into your praise and worship. Maybe you can't dance. I'm not. Um I was telling, I think it was Seth. I was telling that one day I we were went for a walk in the woods or something. I said I used to be so agile. I could get climb up
3: on stuff. Now
0: I'm like Don't <laughs>
3: try. I need
0: a little help. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not as
2: agile. Why?
0: I'm Seventy-four years old. Hello. I didn't take care, good care of this body like I should have. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I didn't exercise it like I should have. So my joints, bones, muscles, whatever you want to call them, get a little stiff. I'm not as agile. I used to go to record hops and I'll. And a lot of them I'll have you to know. Because <laughs> I could <can> jitterbug. <laughs> I came today. Well, I don't have any partners so that even know how to jitterbug probably. I mean, this guy can
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> But when I worshipped, don't say worship the world, but when I was in the world, I used everything I had in that world. When I'm at the record hops, I enjoy them. So when I'm in God's house, I enjoy Him. I enjoy the music, it's gotta be music that moves you. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong the old run across, there's a time for that. You know as the seasons change, spring, summer, winter, fall, whatever, seasons in life change too. These songs now are ministering to the people of now, this culture that we have now. The hymns ministered back there, they did.
1: A lot of them,
0: they ministered, they, they drew a many to the altars through Just As I Am. The old hymn, Just As I Am. Through Graham sold thousands upon thousands come to the foot of the cross. Through just as I am. A simple song like that. But these songs today and these guys and gals that God's using today, they've discovered what the word of God says to praise him with all your might. You see them dancing on there? I'd love to get some dancers in here that know how to move and aren't afraid to move for the Lord. (coughs) Why? Because he receives it. When the Bible says in the Bible, it says uh, that the Lord rejoices over us. That word rejoice, if you look it up in the Greek, it means he dances over us. Well, I'm in heaven. I guarantee you I'm dancing down the streets. Because I do not have no stiff joints, no of muscles or whatever they are. I'm going to be flying over that place. I guarantee it. You won't be able to tie me down, Bob.
1: You won't want to try to tie me down. Because I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. Amen? I can, imagine God. Sit. I can imagine God when you're coming up. say, so, all right, boys, here she comes.
0: That's right. I'm gonna, you know, when our son was killed, my niece, I talked to her yesterday. You need to really pray for Holly. Put yourself in her shoes if you have children. Put yourself in her shoes. And one of them died on you. Unbeknown to you, he laid in the morgue for over a month and a half. She never knew he was gone, that he had died to start with. And when she found out, she's just devastated. She said, I'm just I, I'm just not doing good. She said, I just... And it's only been, what, two months, two and a half months, something like that. So, you know, God, um, he has given us that gift of release through grieving. That's how you release your grief. You've got to grieve. There comes a time to grieve, and you need to go through that. There was like, now we've been here in this building um, since 08, right? 07 or 08? 08 we the church up here, downstairs in the youth center, right? Row 07. Whatever. We've been here a long time. 14 years, maybe? But we've been in ministry about... Forever. Since 98. Yeah, forever. Because in the former ministry, we were there 28 years. In that former ministry. And I can count on two hands probably the days that I've missed. And that was because of vacations. We don't miss church. Why? Because... We like being in the presence of God. Not that you can't have the presence of God at your home. You better. You better enter into its presence at home, too. You don't just come here and get filled up and then go on, run on empty all week. No, you need to get filled and refilled and refilled every day with the presence of God. But, um, I don't know what I was going to say about that, but... <coughs> I love to be in God's presence. And there's some people that, you know, they just... They can go without it for a long time. When Oh, I know what I was gonna say, when Tommy was killed, there was like over a year before I could walk back into our former church. Because I was the organist, he was the drummer sat right beside me. And I couldn't imagine myself on the organ and him not beside me, so it was very hard. Don't mean we didn't go to church. We visited other churches at that time because I couldn't walk up on that platform. And then when I did finally go back, I went to the piano instead of the organ just to distance myself a little because I was still healing. Sometimes it takes time to heal. So really pray for how she's finding this very hard. you got to realize she just came back to the Lord and the devil hit her with a whammy, a tragedy, a, a hard knock. And if you remember, even David said in the book of Psalms, my, my, my steps had well nigh slipped. That means he almost went down in the fight. She's down right now. And we're to bear one another's burdens, so we need to lift her up in prayer at this time, okay? just remember that. Alright, I'm going to get into this morning's lesson, I'm but like I said, I'll try not to hold your own Yes,
1: but you know, one of the things you were talking about was, you know, you know, us shouting out to the Lord and singing, etc. And last week we had a video on there, I don't know who, with the artist, but the song's great. But you pan through the audience and they all had masks on. They were all freaking masks. And I thought, here we are, all these people are shouting out to God, yet they're muzzled. And I thought, we weren't this church hasn't been. How could, I mean, I just sat there and I thought I was so like, I don't even know what the word was, overwhelmed with the fact that here's everybody singing and shouting, but they're muzzled. And we weren't ever from the beginning. And we're so fortunate that small group, you two pastors, I mean, everybody here, you know, coming in here and going, God's got us, you know, and he he could hear us in spite of maybe people don't sing, you know. However, if they're listening to the words, maybe that's the other way that they're praising God is to understand what's going on through listening.
0: You know, I thought that when I seen that same video the first time I seen it, because I always uh, go through them at home before I tell Jenna or he didn't remember doing music what to play and, I, and it showed that and he was singing something about no fear. uh uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm My, like, hello, people. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Take that mask
1: off. I, I was thinking, uh, exactly. You know, there but, was so much going know. through it. It was funny
0: that. that. People, you know, that's another thing, brother, with that. People have to find their own way in God. I mean, we can tell them, and, um, you know, and you can tell them, but you you got to know where you are in God and how you believe if your faith is, to that pinnacle to where there's people who have million dollar faith. I don't have that kind of faith yet. Um, I'm wanting to build my faith to that million dollar level. Why? For the kingdom. For the kingdom. The kingdom operates on money. God don't lose your money but the kingdom does here on earth. The Bible says money answereth all things. That's because that's our mode of uh, barter today. Money. we are not going to buy TV Tom, radio time, airplanes to go to other countries with chickens. They don't accept them. I can tell you that right now. They want the greenbacks. So it takes we money to fund to the
3: kingdom. Eggs. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right now we need to find that goose with the golden one. So praise That's God. But this morning, like I said before we got started here, that I wanted to just hand us some practical things to do so that how many wants this year of 23 to be a better year than 22 for you? All Amen.
3: Absolutely. I do, too. Now, not that
0: I had a terrible year in 22, but there was things I want to see better and I need to see better, you know? So, yeah, I want this year better. And so, therefore, for months now, I've been listening to some motivational speakers born-again motivational speakers, although you'll find out, and I'll give you statistics on some of them, that there are, um, I call them worldly motivational speakers, people who don't profess to be born-again Christians. That's what I'm talking about. and But yet they practice some of the very principles of God that even his own people don't practice, and they wonder why they don't receive the promises that he has formed, but they're not practicing the principles that he has put down in his word to practice to obtain that part. So that's why I had a lesson earlier for the last couple of days. I've been studying a different lesson on faith and all this and that, and different ways to enlarge your faith, you know, to get our faith built to that level, to where you have a million dollar faith. You know, some people can't even believe God to provide for gas in their car. can not They can't find the faith to believe for, you know, the bare necessities that they need, much less. And then you hear other ministers that believe God for $6 million and within a week and a half it comes in. You know, they built their faith to that. But there's a way that you build your faith. That was going to be my lesson. Of course, we know that. How do you build your faith? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing and hearing by the word. the word of God. People want to build themselves up with everything but the Word of God. But the Word of God holds all the answers to everything you need and desire. Anyway, so then, this morning in the last... Hour and a half before we were getting ready. I just got in the shower, got dressed and everything, went downstairs. And I felt like the Lord was saying, No, I don't want that this morning. I want something different. So I went in and was uh, going through my notes and listening to my
1: other motivational
0: uh, preacher that I listened to. And the Lord laid this on my heart because this is practical things that the world does, worldly people do, and they're successful. But a lot of the children of God won't do them. And they wonder why they're not successful. So, anyways, this is that. So, You know, you always don't always have to say, have a, a thus saith the Lord in John fourteen fourteen or whatever, to get a lesson into us that's going to help us. Now, yes, it's based on the Bible. And I'll give you some scriptures for that. But you don't always have to have just scripture, scripture, scripture. you got to have some practical understanding to those scriptures. Amen? Amen. I know Pastor had someone that's been a Christian, professing Christian for probably 50 years, 60 years or more. And he, he told Pastor, he said, I had the knowledge. Now I need the wisdom of how to use that knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge are two different things. You can get knowledge in your books, in in your schooling, in whatever, but then you need the wisdom of how to use that knowledge. Amen? True. And also, a lot of people are stressed. So I'm hoping this lesson will help us to uh, um, lighten a little bit of that stress. All right, so I entitled this Six Habits of Simple Habits to Practice in Private. I'm gonna give you scripture for that too. In 2023, why? Because in um, Matthew chapter six, verse six to seven, it says, but thou, or you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and shut the door pray to the father which is in secret
1: you're not out
0: there people seeing you oh most holy father we come before you today you're not trying to be seen of men you're not trying to speak the most eloquent words get all your wording and use words as long as nobody can even pronounce or sell, say or spell. No, you were just saying, oh, dear Jesus, I need you. Help me, Lord. That's praying from your heart. That's praying from your heart. So God says when you do that, now this is talk about things that we, as God's children, need to do in secret. You don't need to call me up and say, hey, Pastor, guess what? I pray today for a half hour. Yay! Ooh, good for you! No! It's not about that. You know, God said in this scripture, he says, enter into your closet and pray to the Father, which is in secret. Means nobody seeing you, patting you on the back. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you Openly. uh uh-huh. Then the people will see. Because why? They'll see the favor of God on your life. God will give you favor with man, favor with him, and favor with man when you obey his word. There's actually three different instances where God says to actually do it. Now this is talking about the spiritual aspect of our life. I want to get into some natural things, but I'm just sort of laying a little bit of foundation here with the spiritual. There's actually three areas of our spiritual makeup where God says to do it secretly. Pray, fast, and give. You look down the scriptures up for yourself. I'm not reading them all. That's the spiritual side. Now, on the natural side, you know, the Bible says, or it proves to be true, that the spiritual parallels the natural. Okay? Like a farmer sows sows seed for crops, we have to sow seed of our time, our talents, our finances into the kingdom. We plant seeds, our love. Our concern and prayers for others. That's all seeds you sow into the kingdom or spiritually. Okay? And they produce just like the seeds, natural, that farmers sow, produce crops. Okay? So we produce harvest in our life in the spiritual. So now I want to look at some spiritual or er, physical seeds things that we can do to Help us have a better year this year, okay? So, uh, <clears throat> Of course, maybe some of you don't need any improvement in your life, do you? <clears throat> you probably all do, in some aspect or another, amen? I read a story about a y- lady years ago. She went to the market one day and she ran into the famous artist, Picasso. I say that right? Cassio? Cassio. That dude. And she said to him, she recognized him, and she said, Mr. Cassio, can you draw me a portrait? He said, sure, I'll draw you a portrait. He reached for a pen and paper, and within 30 seconds, he sketched an identical portrait of this lady. He handed it to her, and he said, that'll be $30,000. What? How can you charge me $30,000 when it only took you 30 seconds to do this? You know what he said, Shara? It took me 30 years to learn to be able to do that in 30 seconds. What he learned in private, he gets rewarded for in public. Right? So that's the point. People who uh, do things in private, practice things in private, they will be rewarded. I just read the scripture to you. God's not allowed. Allow. Trust me. He means what he says. So if we're serious about improving our lives this year, there may be some things that we need to do. Now maybe some of these, it's only like three of them. You might already do them. And kudos for you because you're going to have a better life. I started doing it a couple months ago, and I've seen some of my reward already. Okay. Number one, habit number one. Now, actually, this is based on uh, studies that have been done with wealthy people. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Steve Harvey, Oprah Winfrey, many of them what they do, how they orchestrate their days, and what they do that got them to where they are today. OK. So <laughs> number one is to keep a planner. Who <laughs> keeps a pizza planner? Two, three. Joe, yes. you
3: keep
0: a planner? Did you raise your hand? Did you raise your hand? OK. A major key to a successful day, or week, is planning. Write it down and make plan. Huh? Write it down and make a plan. Right, the packet too, 2 two, I'm okay. gonna give that scripture. Focus is the number one key ingredient to not only achieving your dreams and goals this year, but to help you to eliminate stress. Anybody stressed? You know, I heard somebody say oh, stress Stresses, stresses spelled backwards as desserts. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> yeah, spelled backwards. <laughs> D-E-S-S-E-R-T-S, stress. S-T-E-R-E-S-S-E-D-S, stresses. Well, however, I'm not that good. It's desserts spelled backwards. I myself like the desserts better. Anyway, this will help to eliminate stress in your life on a daily basis. Why? Because when you get focused and you get organized, there's an organizing expert called Julie Morgan Stern. She wrote a book where she's wealthy through this. Just to help other people de-stress their life, she became wealthy. Okay. She said if you just make a a list, if you have one life, you need one planner to make a list on. Don't have five planners, one for the kids' schedule, one for your work schedule, one for your house schedule, one for, no, just have one planner, one schedule, even if you just write it on a piece of paper, write down, you know, make, make a planner, okay? And stick to that. And with that, of course, you when you make a planner, you've got to write it down, like she gave the scripture a while ago. The Bible tells us to do that. God said it clearly in the Word, a packet, 2-2. Two, two. Write the vision, make it plain. Lord, I want to be out of debt in 2023. Now, that's a goal. That's a plan, but is it plain? Sorta. You know why? Because I didn't name the debt. I heard one minister said if Jesus walked in your house today and he said, "How much money do you need to write clear out all your debt, every single debt you owe?" Most of us would know no. what we owe. It's true. So God said, make a claim. Write down. Lord, I want to be out of my, it's just a figure, I'm not in that much debt. Thank you, Jesus. $25,000 debt in 2023. That's making it plain. Okay? Or. Your goal or your vision might be, I want to get a new car in 2023, or a new SUV. Don't just say, Lord, I would like to have another car in 2023. Someone might be giving you an old from the dope yard. No, write down, Lord, I would like to have, I want a 2023 edge. We like four forward edges. Or whatever it is. Be plain. Make it plain. Your boss says make plain. Okay. okay. So I found out that 81%. 81%. So if we took a hundred percent of us today and knocked off twenty-one, twenty
1: how many percent
0: of what I have to knock off to be 81%? Any mathematicians, Seth Thomas? 19, 19% of us, okay? 19% of you would be out of the loop, okay? You'd be out of the loop. So 81% of the wealthiest people in the world have a to-do list. But only 19% of the poor will even bother to do it. Is that amazing or what? Why? Because they think it's not necessary. They think they don't have time to do it. They think it's foolish. What good is that going to do writing it on paper? What good it does is you're obeying the Word of God. That's the principle of God. I don't read where he gave you an option in that. He said, now if you would like to If you want to, if you feel like it, just write the vision down and make a claim. No. He said, write the vision, make a claim. Okay? Also, another thing you find out, well, when you don't write it down, the one thing you find out is you end up wasting more time. And how many knows you can't get time back? Once you've spent that time doing whatever you're doing, you are not getting that time back. It's gone. We also waste money. How many of you in here ever made a grocery list and went to the store? You went in for three things, but you come out with 23. I'm right there with you, Katie. You of the time, I forget the list. left and lay on the table. So when you make lists, <laughs> stick to the list. Why? It'll save you time. It'll save you money. It'll save you stress. Because then you overspend at the grocery, and then you think, oh, I shouldn't have spent all that. I'm going to have to buy this. I'm going to have to pay that. Now spend all that money for food. OK, so. And it's amazing. You will be surprised. How much money you can save if you will write the list and stick with it. Don't do as I do, do as I say. Anybody ever heard that <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm working on it. I'm a working
3: progress, let me tell you.
0: Because what happens when you go in the store like that, and especially if you didn't take your list, you'll just see this. Oh, they look so good. Oh, yeah, well, pastor will want that. Oh, I like that. You know, and you just pick up, pick up. It starts grabbing you basically instead of you grabbing it. It's like take
3: me home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Anyways, and then the next thing with this, with uh, making the plan or the list, it's good to do it like on a Sunday night would be a good night to do it. Why plan your week? Maybe uh, everything won't fall into place. But at least you got a plan. You If you don't write it down, and I've done this before, and I'm like, someone will call me, can we go here or there, do this on Thursday? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I get home, I look at the schedule, my schedule, the, the calendar, and something else is written in that date. Then I got to call back and say, you know what, I can't. I just did that to Jody last to week, too. We were planning on going shopping for Eve. And she said about going Thursday, I said, yeah, that's fine. And then here I had to tell you, I had something else Thursday. What was it? I forget, appointment or something. I said, we got to switch it to Friday, and then we switched it to Friday. So that's another thing. It helps you with that when you make a plan, you know, for, for the whole week. Some people, and them smart ones, I guess, I would call them pretty smart, they will even make their menus for the week. They know exactly what they're making each night. They don't have to think, oh, I'm so tired of cooking. I don't know what to make. What can I make? Who wants this? Who wants that? Well, then everybody wants something different. And you're certainly not going to do that. So, You know what I mean? It's good to have a plan. Amen? Amen. Planning. Planning things. We'll do that. It'll relieve stress. You know, God expects us to do what we can do to help ourselves. You know, it's not all about magic. Oh, Lord, do this, do that. No, he's saying, you do what you can do. I'll do the rest. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Habit number two is to embrace the morning hours. Most successful people in the world, they get up early. Pastor and I, it's like that. We're like that. Especially me, if
1: only ever,
0: all my life, I've never, people would say, I need eight pills to sleep. I'm like, seriously, I couldn't sleep eight hours if I tried. You'd have to give me 20 knockout pills for me to be able to sleep eight hours. I can't. It's not in my makeup. I've never slept that many hours. If I sleep four, five cups, I'm good. I'm serious. But my family was the same way. My mom, my dad, my brother, they were the same way. My brother, Corky, had an ex- excavation uh, business. And he could if he fell asleep on the chair watching TV at 10 o'clock, by 2 o'clock he was wide awake, he went out in the garage and was working on his equipment. Yep. Yeah. then he'd be up all day working. Same thing next night. I'm the same way. And if I wake up, I try to be gracious that pastors still sleep and not make a lot of noise, but sometimes I tend to.
3: But <laughs> not
0: <laughs> I, I tend to, I try to. But most successful people do get it. who 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 knows the what's that dude's name? Let me think of it was Rock.
1: Dwayne the Rock
0: Johnson. Anybody know who he is? Okay. He says that no matter what time he has to be somewhere the next day, he backs his alarm up four hours from when he needs to be there. So if he needs to be there, does anybody think Rock Johnson or what's his name? Dwayne, Dwayne is uh, wealthy? he's wealthy? Thinks he, would you consider him successful? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's not the only one. I'm just giving you him for an example. So the person said, well, yeah. He said he, he does that. He backs it up four hours from when he needs to arrive to get up, and that way he can invest in himself before investing in somebody else. Whether it's in job, in the movie thing, or whatever, OK? And somebody said to him, well, Dwayne, what if your time to be there is 7 o'clock in the morning? Are you seriously going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning? He looked at him and he said, yep.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I would consider him pretty, pretty wealthy, pretty successful. Wealthy people cherish the morning hours to get up and invest in themselves. What do you think they do? Well, some of them read. Remember what I said a while ago? Uh, Learn to earn. Well, a lot of times you can't learn unless you read a book, read something that's going to help you in an area where you need the help, or especially read the Word of God for that day. You don't have to read the whole bottle. You can just read two or three verses, whatever, you know. and Or to read, they will get up early to exercise. People say they don't have time to exercise. They don't have time to read. They don't have time for this. They don't have time for that. We got the same 24 hours we ever had. We had the same 24 hours we always had. But how are we using the 24 hours? That's what God's saying. Are you wasting them? It used to be an old him years ago, wasted years, wasted years, oh, how foolish. We waste a lot of time, weeks, days, months, hours, minutes, years, doing what, doing what? So uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said, people always say they need eight to 10 hours of sleep. He says, sleep faster. I don't know how to talk like that, but how it's going However, he talks, I know he has a pretty deep voice. He says, sleep faster. You know, he's kind of rough. And of course, then the learning, to yearn to learn. You know the word KEY? K E Y? That's a good acronym for KEY. Okay. <laughs> and like I said to um uh, uh told you about Evan goes college. To, he's learning his, getting schooled and learning in his trade or whatever that he wants to do. and But most colleges cost a lot of money. Most of them do. But uh, this one minister that I listened to, they said that all you need to do is take a CD. Most cars have CD players. In your house, you probably have a boombox or something you can play, or on your computer, play a CD. And listen and learn from whatever subject you want to learn on. Now, I once studied for insurance. I didn't want to be an insurance person, but somebody talked me into it. I never did nothing with it, <laughs> A.L. Williams. I went and naced the test. Can you believe that? 97% I got on it up a downtown. I had to go somewhere. My dad went with me that day it, but I never did nothing with it. I didn't want to be an insurance person. I just let them talk me into doing it. Well, anyways, I had a CD that I listened to. Well, no, Then it was cassettes. It was a cassette, and it was called "Web, Uh, Cobwebs of the Mind."
4: <laughs> That's what it
0: was called, "Cobwebs of the Mind." You know, when when your mind gets so cluttered and and you don't focus, you can't focus on anything because your mind is so full, junk. And so, um, this one minister I listened to the other day said about, just, you don't have to go to college. You can call it automobile college, so to speak, and it won't cost you nothing. Put a CD in there on your commuting time, when you're going to your job, when you're going to the grocery store, whenever you're going wherever. Listen to it and glean some Here's some word or whatever, whether it's the Bible you want to learn, whether it's how to be successful or whatever, you can get some free college just in your automobile. Automobile college. Go to automobile college. That's what she said. 63% of the wealthiest people push play on a CD. Listen to it, maybe while they're getting ready in the morning, they have. Uh, thing there in the bathroom when they're putting their makeup on or whatever they're doing and they listen. Listen to whatever they're studying at the time to grow. But only 5% of the poor do that. They don't push themselves to to learn. You know there was a saying years ago, now I never really heard anyone say this to me, to me personally. But they say, if you are the smartest person in your group, you need to find a new group. Did you ever hear that said? You know why they say that? Because you're not gonna learn nothing off of them. You need, I did hear a minister say years ago that if, when you give, don't always look for the poorest person to give to you and think, well, they have plenty, I'm not gonna sow into their life. No, you sow into their life, even though they have plenty, Because you want that same anointing that they have to have plenty. So we sow into all kinds all the time. We sow all the time. But you do need somebody that will help to challenge you. I want to go higher. I want to go higher in life, in the normal things. And I want to go higher in the things of God. And to do that, you've got to do something. Pastor tells us all the time, you've got to work the Word. The word works but a lot of people don't want to work the word in their life. By being with them other people that's going to stretch you actually and you don't need to feel intimidated by them. You shouldn't feel intimidated if you get around someone that has much more than you. You know, watch their life, study what they do to have what they have. A lot of people live on a budget and then people have things and they have actual savings. <laughs> Who's ever heard of a savings? A lot of people, a lot of Christian people, don't even have a savings account. And if they did, there's not much or nothing in that savings account. Why? Because they have not budgeted it themselves. They have not uh, did what it takes to get that savings account. I I read this one thing. I'll have to share that with you sometime because I can't remember what it was about, but if 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 uh, I think it was if if you could get a million or get a penny oh, I forget how it was, but anyways, it ends up to the end of the month I think it's a month, you end up with three million and they still only have their million. I think it's a penny doubled every day. Is that how it is? I forget how it was, Dan, but that was so interesting. I'm like, what? See what? I got a lot of pennies. I got a lot of pennies. So I need to figure out how to do this. But yeah. Yeah. If someone offered you a penny or the million, which would you take? Most would grab the million. Probably me included. <laughs> but they proved that with a penny, like he said, and how it doubles or whatever every day, you would have three million when they still just only have a million.
3: Can I say something with that? Yeah, go ahead. Just with human nature, your your um, immediate gratification
4: would want the million because it's immediate. Okay. Whereas in the penny, it takes work because
3: then you have to take time
1: to yes. build that
3: over a period of time to get the three million. And most human people wouldn't do that. That's
0: right. Just because it's just our natural flesh. Yeah, right. Right. We most of the times we want to satisfy the flesh. As quick as we can. It's like when you go through something, like Scott's going through a tough couple of months because of a medical thing, <laughs> not on his own doing. He's been working. He was working. Faithfully paying his rent and taking care of himself. But because of a medical thing that transpired, he cannot work. The, uh, we've seen doctors' papers. He's forbidden to <coughs> certain things he cannot do. Well, he's trying to find all kinds of things <coughs> to make a few bucks here. Like I said, took garbage in there, not garbage metal, in the air, they get some money. There's an old uh, microwave downstairs, and he can get money for it. How about it, brother? I'll,
3: I'll throw it in the trunk of my car. Throw it
0: in and go get a few bucks. <laughs> I just thought of that. But, um,
3: That's the one I took downstairs. <clears throat> right. Yeah,
0: But we told him the there today. it's not a pleasant season. He's in right now. And we all go through those seasons. Sometime in your life, in your finances, in your health, in your relationships, in the church. Look, this church was full a couple months ago. Where are they? Now some have legitimate reasons. They're not here today and we shared some of them with you. And Please keep them in prayer. They'll be here next Sunday. But there's some that's not here.
1: And we did have some that left, called us and
0: apologized for what they did and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. But this is the season we're in now. And it's a season that tries his faith and tries my faith. And probably a lot of you too wondering, well, where are they at? I don't know. God knows where they are. You know? But we're still here. We're still doing what he called us to do. If there's any five of you that show up, two of you that show up, we're going to do what God's called us to do. As long as God guides, that means he leads you to do something and you do it, he will provide for it. And he has provided. He's kept these doors open. We didn't. He has kept them open. And we know we've been in this season before where we lost a lot, but then they all come flooding back in. They'll be here. One time, the one prophet said to us, we're like a filling station. People come in and get filled up, and then they leave. Like when you go to the gas station, you go fill your car up, and then you leave. So, but, you know, it's a season. We go through seasons and we told Scott it the Bible says Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. So, yes, sometimes we suffer through things. But remember, you're going through them. Through. That means it's not always going to be that way. God's going to take you through. Pastor says that many times. It you know. You don't know what I've been through this week. Well, hello.
4: The magic word
0: there, the key word is through. You went through it. You're still standing. you still got your breath of life. And where there's breath, there's hope. You know, it's the dead that can't do nothing no more. So don't ever be dead as far as God's concerned. Let God take you through You'll learn to obey Him in the midst of it. There'll be times when you will learn to obey Him. Years ago, uh, the Lord wanted to, be, to uh, be obedient to Him in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, some of you don't know what the gifts are, how the gifts operate, but they do operate, and they operate in our midst, off and on. Um, when God needs, whether it's the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretations, the gift of prophecy, the gift of word of knowledge or word of wisdom, whatever, the gift of healings has worked in our midst. Different times, the gifts do work, operate in our midst, and we're all for that. And it was a time, now I'm talking 25 years ago at least, maybe more, Well, yeah, more, like third maybe, maybe 30 years ago or so. It's been a long time. Anyways, the Lord wanted to use me in the gifts, and the Spirit would move on me, and I wouldn't do it. I would just keep my mouth shut, and I wouldn't let it go. And after a bit, someone else would. They would give the gift of, use the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues would operate, and it would go. And so I got into this hard trial, and some of you know about it, some of you don't, with our first, with our oldest daughter and her husband and child. And, and that was a four and a half year long, four and a half years long. <laughs> it was a long time. So, but anyways, I was in the midst of that trial, and that trial that I was in sent me more to my knees. I'd wake up 2 3 o'clock and I'd go over into a, what was our office then? We lived at sign of honor then I go in there and i lay on the floor before the Lord and I turn my music on and I just pray and worship God and And the Lord began to deal with my heart and he said about many times I had not been obedient to him to allow him to use me. And I said, Okay, Lord, if you want to use me, I will be obedient whether I think it's you, I don't think it's you, whatever. Somebody talks about me for doing it, whatever. I'm going to let you use me. Well, it took a little while, and he did. And I was obedient to it. And wasn't long, words came back to me that were said. Who does she think she is? But I did what God told me to do, and I saw the fruit of it when I did it. Like he would, I'd be on the organ playing and the Lord would speak to my heart, show me someone in the audience and he would tell me to go to them. And I would go to them and minister to them. And and one of the hardest people in that ministry, one Sunday the Lord laid it on my heart to go to that person. And that person never professed to be a Christian. They came to church because they were family of the minister, but the Lord led me to them and they yielded right away. They yielded right away. It was the Lord. And even their their other spouse said to them about, what? I can't believe you did that. Did you feel funny or, or whatever? No. They said no. It didn't bother me, I received what you said, blah, 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 whatever. So see, God wants us to learn obedience. And sometimes we go through things we don't like going through. But learn what God wants you to learn in the midst of that thing. Because he, he'll bring you out if you remain faithful to Him. Amen? Amen. 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 Alright, So I want to give you these key. The word key, K-E-Y, K. Keep a planner. E. Embrace the morning hours. Y. Yearn to learn. Or keep keep educating yourself. Keep uh. I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh, I did say it. Yep. Yeah. Keep educating yourself. God wants to set us up for success. Don't. Don't feel sorry for yourself. A pity party will get you nowhere. Joyce Mara says it this way. You will either be pitiful or you'll be powerful. First song Jenna played for us, I love that song, Speak to the Mountains. A lot of times, we as God's children do not do that. We just let the devil run all over us. We don't take authority. He said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. But we just let the devil beat us half to death. No, you how do you take authority over that mountain? If it's a mountain of debt, you speak to it, you say, God said he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Through Christ Jesus but make sure when you say that you're doing what the scripture says before that you're obeying him in your giving in your tithing in your offerings because the tithing the Bible says that refutes the devourer the devil comes to devour your money your finances And when he devours that he takes your joy when he takes your joy now, he's happy being broke. Of course you're not. If you are, you're stupid. i am obviously you, pretty stupid. Nobody should be happy being broke. You know? No, of course not. And God doesn't want you broke, busted, and disgusted. No. In fact, he said he wants to bring you into a wealthy place. That's the word of God. And he also says he gave
1: us the power to get well. My, for, my formula, and I, I can't go into the long story about how I came up with this, but it was two days, is faith plus trust equals joy. Okay? Right. Now, to your point here about the mountain, I, um, I've been struggling with my left leg for the last couple months. Leg swollen, foot swollen, been to the doctor, checked it out, blah, blah, blah. Now last week, I woke up on Tuesday, and my leg was swollen to the point where I felt like it was going to pop. And that's from the thigh down to the calf down to my foot. Um, Wednesday, you know, as men, we're all men, men. We're fighting it. I'll walk it off. Now, I couldn't walk. I was done. So, I went to the ER. And as I'm going through all the results of all the, you know, things that they were checking me for, Boom! Everything's in alignment with 2015. Oh, my results are great. Well, the last one turns out that I have what they call a what's, what's it called? Deep vein thrombosis. Uh, a deep vein thrombosis. thrombosis. Like black. Yes, excessive deep his vein. Entire I have six veins in my leg, my lower left leg, in the in the calf area that are uh, have blood clots. Extensive could be, that be?
3: Seven. Oh, seven. Seven. <laughs>
1: and I have, you know, it could be nothing, okay, in my mind. Well, from the minute the doctor told me I had the blood clot, I, I sat there and I thought, okay, all right, I'm good. I'm good with that. I know God's got me. So no matter what it is, I kind of casually like, eh, okay. But walking, sitting, standing, it hurts a lot. I'm working for a company now. When I got the notice, I went home. I contacted my boss, my, my partner, the guy that wanted me hired, And he said, Richie, don't worry about it. He goes, you've got to take care of yourself. Just go home and do what you got to do. Okay. So I can work from home. Bless me there. Bless me with a great boss. My true boss is in Finland. I sent him a note Friday. Now, you can't sit long. I have to get up and move around a lot. But, you know, I'm trying to stay with work. so. I you know, we have a job. I've only been doing it three months, and here we go. He sends me a note says, Hey, health and safety is our main concern. Take care of yourself. Just do what you can. Just stick with it, with, you know, with what I'm doing my job. Another blessing. No pressure. You put me there. Today, I woke up. Now, this whole weekend, you know, it's been a, a, a learning thing. And as we know, God always speaks us as he talks to me through my, devotionals in the morning, you know, maybe not today, but tomorrow, or something will happen, they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll reference back to that, because he said this. Well, today I woke up, and I thought, you know what, God gave me the power to fight this. If he can move mountains, then I I can remove the enemy from my leg, and he's going to help me with that, and I prayed to him to help me, to demand the enemy to get out of my leg, the devil needed to leave because he wasn't welcome anymore. I walk in here today, and we have that song teed up. The first one to go, then you bring it Jenna. up again. Teed up again. Oh, thank you, Jenna. Jenna, Jenna so, thank you, Jenna. Speak to the mountains. So it was kind of exciting for me to hear you say this and to hear that song, and uh, and I sit back and I think, you know, first off, I know how this all occurred, and you know, I have to lean back and my poor wife here who I, uh, you know, I don't listen to a lot because I'm a man. And, you know, I'm bullheaded and do my thing. I've always done that. But anyway, today I conceded that I need to start listening to her more often because she's got more wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> I'm going to use your word today. I'm just going to give your it to word. you today. Word. But, yeah, wisdom um, and, and love for me than, you know, I've probably had from many people throughout my life. So this is all cool stuff. So you guys are actually going to see how God changes this for me. And that's the reason why I brought this up. Because I don't plan on going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be here. He's going to fix me. Because he said he would. And I asked him to. And I demanded the devil to leave. So there you go, people. This isn't an after the fact. This is while it's happening. You're going to live it with me. You know, I see he was talking there.
2: I was just thinking... This whole thing started for him. You know, God can work for many people that came today. And that's why, because I asked you two, three days ago, would you like to have the service today? Mm -hmm. See, God gave you things to speak for him that he may have not given to me. That's the way God works, to encourage you Because you know you encouraged Him, because God encouraged the both of you. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works, because He says the foolish things confound the wise. We're people. We're humans. We think we have all the answers sometimes. And sometimes there's multiple pieces to the puzzle. Like me here in God. God speaking to me to ask you to speak today. You spoke today to speak to him. There's different pieces of the puzzle in working the word. The working of the word is what brings it to pass. And it's not, you know, it's not by feeling. It's not magical. You know, I've prayed sometimes. I just like a sinus migraine, say, and after we get done praying it was totally gone the next time I prayed and it stayed there for three four days yeah. you know it's just the way that God works to build our faith and like he said it's the trust you without that you're not going to trust him if everything comes your way magically and everything's good your health is always good your finances are always good your friends are always good and whatever. <clears throat> you can put it all in a pal, but it's it, it's never going to build your trust. It's when you don't have, when it don't look like God's nowhere around. Sometimes we just sit back in our recliner and we're screaming inside of our cranium, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why me? You know, and you're, you're just screaming in there. And if it wouldn't be for those things, you would never trust Him. You would never understand. You would never get off that treadmill and understand. It's trust. It's trusting. I'll trust you, Lord. I'll trust you. And you trudge through. And that's when He moves. The term mountain means obstacle, it's an obstacle of me- mental uh, or physically or spiritually or whatever that's when the attack comes when you make up your mind like a back of two two says you draw it down and you and you make it plain and I was listening to a minister back last summer and he said that God spoke to him about having this special plane he was he, he uh, had planes that he flew from where wherever his ministry took him and he had this one special plane And boy, he got tired of waiting. So he he had this model sitting on his desk on one of those things, and the plane looked like it was flying. He took it, got tired, the devil talked him into putting it in the closet. So he took it away and he put it in the closet. And then sometime he was seeking God, and God said, where's your plane? And he says, what? He says, where's your plane? He said, well, down." down in the hangar, he said, no, where's your plane? He meant the plane he was asking him for. And then it dawned on him what God was saying to him. He said, I'll put it in the closet. Mm-hmm. He said, why? He said, I didn't tell you to put it in the closet. He said, well, Lord, I've been waiting on it for 20 years. See, we don't always, sometimes it's 20 seconds, sometimes mm-hmm. it's 20 minutes, sometimes 20 days, sometimes 20 weeks. It depends on what each of us need. We're all cut off from different branches and we all come up from different upbringings. We had different parents, we had different different families, uh, different school teachers, different co-workers, whatever that put things of mindsets in our mind. And, And we would try to talk God out of what he said to us. And the thing is that you keep it there till God's timing you don't put God on the timetable he'll do it in his timing and when the timing is perfect that's when you get your most glory and as you're trusting and serving him I was sitting here while you were playing the songs and I was thinking the foolish things confound the wise, some people will say why should I sit here and pat my foot because it might be the thing that delivers you it might be your key not mine but yours my key maybe clapping my head my keys wearing a smile when I don't feel like smiling my key is saying amen when you don't feel like saying amen because it's not about feeling it's about faith that's what God says about working the word the just the just that's us the believer the ones that are truly born again we're God's family we are the church but when you start to activate what the word says, Not because it seems like it. Not because it feels like it. But because God will speak to your heart and God will show you things. Just like the brother when he had his leg checked. Maybe that wasn't the time. Maybe that wasn't the right physician. But then God might speak to his heart through prayer, through studying of the Word, and God will say, Go now. And God will give you the doctor's name through somebody, give you a phone number through somebody. It's the who when, where, and how. And that's how the Holy Spirit speaks. Why didn't God do it before? Because He wanted you to listen. He wanted you to know, because He said, I'm a jealous God. I won't give my glory to another. He wants you to give Him all the glory, and you'll say, I know. I've tried five physicians, and none of them worked like the lady in the Bible. She went broke. But when she tried the great physician, when she trusted Him, Something happened. She said, If I can just touch, just touch. We don't know how many times. She might have said that a dozen times. She might have said it fifty times. She was pushing through the crowd. And she was probably saying the whole time. You know, the Bible only tells us she just said, If I can touch the hem of his garment. But she might have been saying that repetitively over and over and over and over and over in her spirit. If I can just Mm -hmm. and the closer she got the more she felt her faith emanating out of herself, where she could feel it like goosebumps double parking. She knew something was about to happen. And that's how you know, you know, when you keep pressing on. Because you gotta remember there's two forces in the world on this planet: good and evil, God and the devil. Just as much as God wants you to have all that He promised, the devil does not want you to have. He does not want you to have what God promised you. God promised you perfect health, But the devil's work in his kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. He don't want you to have perfect health. He don't want you to be blessed. He don't want you to be happy. He don't want you to go to the church you're going to. You know, somebody said, well, why didn't God send me to this big church up here in the corner that has 200 people in it every service, three services a day? Because God knows you wouldn't get what you were needing to have. And the thing is listening to the Spirit. That's what pleases God. Why am I where I am? Am I there just to be friends with the pastor? Am I there to join that denomination because my parents did? My grandparents did? Whatever. And I always tell people go back if you could. Ask your parents was it good enough for you? or ask your grandparents, was it good enough for you? And let them tell you what what that uh, exercise did for you. And like the 25 years coming up this May that we're in the ministry, I've, I've seen so many people, and, and I have to laugh to myself because I say, where are they? <clears throat> you know, and I've seen them get healed we, we touched him and spoke a word to him. This young man sitting right here can tell you. He got a miracle right here. Sister Sandy, she had that big tumor under her arm. We prayed for her for the tumor to dissipate. The next day her brother took her to the hospital. They did exploratory surgery. They couldn't find nothing. They showed her back up. They said She thought something was the matter. It scared her because she didn't know. They said, no, we can't find nothing. There's nothing there. Then she spoke, she said, because pastor prayed for me that it would dissipate, and that's exactly what happened. She says, I'm believing God healed me. Of course, the doctors, they just look at you, Google-eyed, and people prayed, didn't have good credit, got a good job, got a house, whatever. And after they got all the good things that God gave them, he was like a Santa Claus. They and disappeared.
0: That's what you want. Quick fix. <clears throat>
2: and if you read the Bible, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. <clears throat> but like the ten lepers who came to him in faith believing, all ten came because they heard something about this man Jesus. And all ten of them was healed. He healed all ten of them when they went away. But only one. The minority, only one come back to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Only one comes back to church to hear what else God has to say. If he did that for you, how much more is he going to do for you? But the enemy is so tricky where he schemes to get people not to come back. Come one time, come two times, but don't come back. And that's exactly when God wants to surprise you and do something Mm -hmm. for you because God loves us so much. His grace kept us from what we all deserved, And that was eternity and damnation. Yep. That's what we deserved, every plant, human on the planet Earth. But grace kept us from that. And mercy, when we do stupid things, and I've done them, I was guilty. I made st- stupid decisions. I signed on the dotted line, whatever and made stupid decisions, but God's mercy kept me from what I did deserve. (laughs) I deserved it, but He kept me from that because of His love. The love that I don't think as long as we're on this planet, we will ever, ever, ever understand the depth of that love. That He loves you. And if we want to let our mind go back, and rewind the tape we'll see that everyone of us sitting in here made a wrong decision Somewhere. said a wrong thing yeah. or did a wrong was in the wrong place at the wrong time we will find out and i remember your nephew georgie when he had that terrible accident right over here because he was partying god's mercy kept him from what he deserved he deserved to die that day that car looked like something that went through a meat grinder. And for him to come, he knew. That's the thing that people know if they would just answer. He knew where to come. He said, of all places, i got to go to Uncle Tom and Aunt Judy's, because I know they will know what I'm talking about. And when he told us about that 10, 12-foot man standing in the middle of the road looking at him, He said, he pointed his finger right at me and said, it's not your time. Now, God's grace kept him. How many years after? How many years? Been about 20 years since that. And God's still keeping him, still keeping him spared. Waiting on him. Waiting on him to come and serve him. Mm -hmm. That's love. We don't understand that. That's love. That's the love of God. I mean, God, when I think of the things that I did, or where I've been in my life, and how God spared me. When I look back, it makes me shudder because I know where I could be. Most
0: people's love today is conditional. They love you because you do this, or you do that, or because you help them with this or that, or don't do this or that. Most of their love is conditional, but God loves us unconditional. Well, how about if we, we have, have special
2: love. prayer for the brother's leg now, whatever, whatever the cause? you all
0: join in, you know. <clears throat> whatever. The Bible says one can put a thousand in life but two can put ten thousand. You
2: know, whatever we, he can say, yeah. whatever, whatever, uh, whatever God has, that <clears throat> God will. You know, God, I like when God speaks, you know, God God shows us things we didn't even think of. I got a phone number already that I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that individual. Or, uh, <clears throat> you know, a place, may have a place or... <clears throat> now as you feel, as you sense that anointing oil, that's the, the the essence of God all the time. When you're born again believer, that essence is in there all the time. It never goes nowhere. It doesn't mean you walk around feeling all freaky. That's not what it's about. But in there, you just know that you know that you know, but you can't explain it to mind. And I, I and I want I want the Holy Spirit of God to come and and to speak heart to mind to let you know that he's a good God and he's the healer that he said he is he's an awesome God and Father I want your presence to run from the top of his head to the sole of his feet and Father it's not about feeling but it's about faith we connect our faith you said we're two or more gathered together right now it's yes. four of us Five, count in the presence of the Holy Spirit, that He will work in this leg. Now, how how long you been dealing with this? Is that, is that the main issue? No. Pro- probably without His knowledge of the leader. And do you have any trouble in your back or
1: spine because of a the leg, the lower leg? No, the whole leg. But the whole leg. The whole, leg.
3: Yeah.
1: The whole leg. You know your to your prayer there. I just want you to know that. From well, the minute they told me this was going on, I understand it's seriousness of it, Okay. Right. Right. I wasn't worried at all because I know he's got me. Yeah. My next appointment with the vascular is the 26th. That's as soon as I can get in to see him. <clears throat> I sent an email up to him and I said, "Hey, I, I did the uh, standby thing, so if somebody drops, I can do it." But my, I told my brother about it the other day, and he's like, "Oh, you need to go to the ER. You need to get this." I'm like, that. Nah, sorry, you're not gonna." get me all jacked up. I'm going to be fine. If this works till the 26th, God's got me to the 26th. So I need to have that faith that he's got me now. And it's just a matter of, Thank by that time, I'm hoping I get there and the guy says, everything's good. That's right. You mm-hmm. know, so say I want to come over here. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what mm-hmm. you pray that God dissolves them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that he dissolves his blood
0: blocks?
2: Now you know what God did for you. We pray we prayed that Sunday, Monday. You went with an ultrasound or scan or no, MRI. MRI. They couldn't find nothing. <laughs> they couldn't find nothing. So you know that you know that you know that it happened. It's not just Pastor saying it. it. You lay your hand on his shoulder, and this is what we do. See, when God does something for us, we need not just to sit around and bite the bullet. We need to share with others what God did for us. That's right. So I want you to look him in the eye and say, it works. It works. There you go. It worked for me. It worked for you. Good.
1: There thank
2: you thank go. You See, man. now that's faith. That's the way we do it. It's not about what you feel. It's just about doing something and not and sitting around doing nothing. That's not what we serve God for. That's That's not what it's about. Okay? Amen. Amen. So, whoever you see, or wherever you go, or whatever takes place, you know that God will speak to them. Now, I, I I've, I've had God work for me. Now, sometimes in certain situations, like on the job that I work on, that I worked on, uh, the one, the one supervisor had undermined me. I must have had like. I had like 15 years seniority. I had this other individual, might have had uh, 15 months. He wasn't nowhere like I was in seniority. And I had the experience, even when I was in high school, in SHOP class, that I, I did the job. So I had the experience, but yet they overlooked me, okay? Now people, people, us being who we are, we have a tendency to blame, blame the company, blame the, the owner, blame the government, blame whatever, but that's not what yeah, it is. As, as believers, as believers, we're supposed to believe what this says. If you say you're a Christian, if you're a born-again believer, you gotta believe what this says. And God In the very beginning, it don't take you much to understand. You just turn to Genesis in the first chapter, and you'll see when God spoke to Adam, and he told Adam not to do something. (laughs) It's simple. My mom and dad told me the same thing when I was growing up. Now, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't hang around that person. And being inquisitive, what do you do? You do the very thing they tell you not to do. That's what we do as kids. We, we, we did that. And, and then when I come back and something was wrong, Mom said, didn't I tell you not to do it? And she was right. She told me. But I made up in my mind the choice to do it anyway. And God tells us that. When God gave him firsthand so he didn't enter into the problem, with his eyes blinded, and he did it wide open. His eyes was wide open, and he knew he shouldn't have done it, but he did it anyway. So the the force of the evils of darkness will get you to do things that you shouldn't do. And because of that, he had to pay the price, and everybody thereafter had to pay the price. So, when I knew what the Bible said, and I learned what it said, I had to believe it in my heart. It's got nothing to do with your intellect. You have to understand when it comes to this, you've got to lay your intellect aside. Your intellect's good to read. It's good to figure out and all that. But to know the things that God speaks to you, it has to come from your spirit. Your spirit person, that's where your prayer time comes in, that you take time to pray. Now, people that say they don't have time to read this, My wife and I go to bed most of the time, around 10 to 11, that we go to bed. And we might sleep two, three hours, and God will wake us up. We get up, we go in the office. And I went in there already three, four hours reading this. Didn't even know I was in there that long until I came out and looked at the clock. I didn't even know I was in there that long. I got that interested in reading what God says. And it stores the word in you so that you have something to work with. And you work against, this is not all there is. (laughs) Hello. Mm -hmm. This world is here, but he says this world is going to pass away. And all the things that we know. So when you let the world and all the things in the world get a hold of your heart, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to have trouble. Because right now we see trouble escalating if we look around us all the time. In the government, in people outside of the government, in the school systems, all those types of things, now the enemy's starting to take his hold. In in the courtroom, we used to go in any courtroom you went to, and on the front wall back of the judge, it would say, in God we trust. Now most of them took that off. They don't want you to know anymore that you trust in God or in school or in the government or otherwise. They tried taking it off your money. How many can remember the coins when they started printing in God we trust around the edge? Because they didn't want you to look at it when you saw it. How many take the coin and you turn out and look at the edge? Probably never in your life you always grab a coin and you look at the face of it. It was on the face so you could see in God we trust. Or in the dollar bill whatever it was. And they tried putting it on the outer edge so that people wouldn't look at it. The enemy does those things to hide it to keep it out of your mind. Hello, that's what he does it for. Now, when we say about God doing things, you know, The thing is that we begin to worship. Understand why you go to church. You don't go to church just to fill your mind with things. You fill your spirit. It has to get down in your spirit. Your spirit needs to be open. So let's stand to our feet this morning. Can you stand up? We'll let you do the exercise. We did this many times. Take your hands. How many's got hands? I see, this is how you begin to do things. Don't let the enemy talk out. Lay your hands on your innermost being. Say, Spirit, Spirit I want you to awaken to the things and the voice of my Heavenly Father. I want, to be able to hear him
0: I want to be able to hear him
2: when he speaks to me
0: when he speaks to me
2: so that I can know,
0: so that I can
3: know
2: how, to each day how to handle each day
3: that lays before me.
2: That lays before me. Because there's things that he knows,
3: that, he knows
2: that I don't know. So in Jesus' name,
3: name,
2: I thank you you for awakening awakening my spirit. spirit. Amen. 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 Not hard. It's not hard. It's very easy. God awakens that spirit in you. Now you need to say that. You need to do that to yourself, not just wait till you come to church. Amen? Amen. Show yourself friendly. Shake hands. God bless you.
0: <laughs> so then sweet those long He was trying to tell me. <laughs> hey, I don't. Okay. am to say that you. Well, that's good.